This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, April 4th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. Student Appreciation Day was Saturday at Ohio State, and practice was also open to the media. We got to see a ton of great stuff. It was awesome. It's really cool. Ryan Day is a man of the people. He was out there chatting with the students during practice. Students are on the field right behind the, the offense. I hope you guys have seen some of the videos that we've posted. Um, some really cool stuff. If you haven't, um, get on bucknuts.com, get on our Twitter feed, whatever you want to do. But um, I'm actually going to post the show on Twitter right now. But, uh, yeah, get make sure you guys get on our site, get on our Twitter feed, bucknuts247, and uh, and check those videos out. It's really cool. So the media was right there as well. We're right behind C.J. Stroud as he's throwing the ball to Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, you know, defense got the better of them at times too. We had one where, you know, the defense – blitzed and got a sack on Stroud. It was just really, really cool. So let's get into some of the main things that we learned. Let's start with this. C.J. Hicks, true freshman, who should still be in high school right now, from Kettering Alter in the Dayton area, was getting first-team reps at linebacker. Now, cautionary tale, they will rotate a lot of guys, obviously. That's what they do. They rotate a lot of guys. Um, so that's what they're doing in spring right now is rotating a lot of guys. But Still, it's a very interesting development that C.J. Hicks was getting his reps with the first-team defense. Does that mean he's going to be a starter at linebacker as a true freshman? No, that does not necessarily mean that, but um, definitely an interesting development. You can tell – I mean, Jim Knowles talked about it, that they like him. Um, and then to see it out there where he's getting his reps with the first-team defense, rotating in, um, very, very interesting there. Looks like Steel Chambers is the top linebacker. Um, he gets all of his reps with the first team and um, – kind of looks like the main guy out there as you guys probably know they're really only going to have two linebackers on the field at most times now when they go with three linebackers you know when the opposition is in 12 personnel two tight ends on the field they're going to put a sam linebacker out there and that's going to be reed carico he's going to be that number one sam so reed carico is going to have a role on this defense ea natiote is also getting reps there uh, but certainly the most interesting development was cj hicks um, getting first team reps Tommy Eichenberg's getting first-team reps and second-team reps. Um, so that's that's why it indicated to me that Steel Chambers is the number one guy. He, Steel Chambers isn't getting any second-team reps. Tommy Eichenberg's floating back and forth between first-team, second-team. Taraja Mitchell was out there with the first team. Now, I don't know if that means the light has come on for Taraja as a fifth-year senior or if they're throwing a fifth-year senior a bone as they are wont to do in spring. I'm not just talking about this coaching staff. I'm talking about every coaching staff ever <laughs> a lot of times guys get uh, get a chance in spring and, and you know you kind of know they're probably not going to be in the plans but who knows maybe the light has come on for Taraja. he was a you know high four-star recruit 
Um, you know, got on the field a lot last year. We'll see um, with Jim Knowles. Maybe he can bring the, the best out of Taraja Mitchell. So uh, you're probably wondering about Chip Traynham. You know, he's getting his reps with the second team. Looks good to me at linebacker. I like this group of linebackers. Much maligned last year and rightfully so. But I think a lot of that was scheme. And they were young. Um, and, and now they have an infusion of, you know, guys like Chip Train. You know, they have, you know, guys like C.J. Hicks that weren't even on the team last year. Steel Chambers now with a full year under his belt of playing linebacker after moving from uh, running back. And I think Jim Knowles, keep in mind, he's not just the defensive coordinator. He's also the linebackers coach. I think Knowles is going to get the best out of this group. So a lot to get into there at linebacker. One more thing. Cody Simon uh, was, was injured, was not out there, if you're wondering about Cody Simon. All right. The other thing, there's so much, I mean, my gosh, I, I could go on and on and on. I have to get to a Ryan Day press conference eventually. We're going to meet with Ryan Day today at 1030. So uh, I, I probably won't, uh, you know, do a, a, a five-hour podcast. I, I don't want to miss that uh, press conference. But, man, I'm telling you, I, I could. There was a lot of good stuff. Um, Jordan Hancock is moving up the depth chart, my friends. Um, he's going to be that top backup corner, that number three corner. Uh, he got all of his reps with the second team and looked good to me. Looked good out there. Um, you know, or excuse me, he got all the rest with the first team. He would rotate in there with the first team. Obviously, uh, Cam Brown and Denzel Burke are the starters, but they, you know, they're rotating guys in. And the guy that rotated in with the first team defense at corner, at corner was always Jordan Hancock. And he looked good out there. Number 13, Jordan Hancock played as a true freshman, did not redshirt last year. So he played in more than four games. Um, they like Jordan Hancock. He's a tall corner, 6'1", 190. Got to love that size out there. They got some big corners out there. Denzel Burke was making plays, which will surprise nobody. Um, you know, and I like Cam Brown. He's the, the veteran, fifth-year senior, um, now two years removed from that uh, torn Achilles. So uh, he looks really good. Um, and uh, I, th I think it was – was it a torn Achilles? I might have that wrong. I think it was a torn Achilles against Penn State in 2020. Whatever it was, it was a season-ending injury. I believe it was. They've had so many torn Achilles. I believe it was, though. Um, and uh, Cam Brown looks good out there. Denzel Burke looks good. Uh, and Jordan Hancock, he's the young guy on the rise. J.K. Johnson looks good. Red shirt freshman came in with Jordan Hancock. J.K. Johnson's getting his reps with the second team, though, in practice. He was not rotating with the first team. So that clearly tells you that Jordan Hancock um, doesn't mean he's like necessarily like massively ahead of J.K. Johnson on the depth chart, but he is certainly ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, what are some inter other interesting things maybe that I left out on corner? Um, that's pretty much it. I think Jair Brown looks good. True freshman. Another guy that enrolled early. Um, nothing, you know, it's nothing new anymore. You know, about half the recruiting class enrolls early every year, sometimes more than that. Um, and Jair Brown, maybe a guy that we're not talking about enough. He was getting some second team reps, almost had an interception during the scrimmage portion uh, against Kyle McCord. Um, so I, I thought, uh, you know, Jair Brown looked good out there as well. Um, so, you know, I mean, the quarterbacks are so sharp. I mean, CJ Stroud could not have been any sharper out there. Just so much fun watching him throw the Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba coming off that record-breaking season, over 1,600 yards. I mean, it's just crazy the stats. If you look at the, the stats for Jackson Smith and Jigba, it looks like something from like a like an NFL like Pro Bowler. You know, they play 17 regular season games though, so pretty crazy what he was able to do last year. And and you know, and that was with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave on the team. Um, I'm telling you though, it's not like. I mean, Marvin Harrison looks like a beast out there. And don't believe the roster. I give my my friends, I, I consider them friends, Jerry Emig and Mike Basper do a great job as the sports information directors over there. Jer Jerry Emig, the head, and Mike Basper, uh, his right-hand man, they do a great job. I joke with them. I'm like, you guys have got to get Marvin Harrison 
changed from 6'3 to 6'4 in a depth chart. I mean, he looks closer to 6'5 than 6'4 than 6'3 to me. He's not 6'3. I even asked Marvin about it. He's like, I'm 6'4. Um, he's Marvin's a really laid back, like very humble kid. Um, I mean, you would think, you know, NFL, his dad's Marvin, obviously, you know, um, you know, an NFL Hall of Famer, you know, played with Peyton Manning all those years. You know, you know, we all know about Marvin Harrison Sr. And then, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. himself, you know, was a big time recruit. Could not be more humble. Um, and he looks great out there. Emeka Egbuka looks great out there. So it's crazy to say this when you're losing two first round picks at wide receiver. I don't think they're going to take a step back at all. And that's no shot at Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I love those guys. And those guys are going to be NFL if not stars, they're going to be very good NFL players for a long time. I think Chris Olave might be the safest pick in the draft, and Garrett Wilson has a higher ceiling than that. And we'll go ahead of Chris Olave in the draft. Uh, both those guys are going to be really good. So it's almost insane to say it, but I'm saying it. You, you lose two first-round picks at wide receiver, they won't skip a beat. I mean, when Julian Fleming is your number four receiver, in my opinion, uh, coaches aren't necessarily saying that, but if Julian Fleming is the number four receiver, which I think he is, I still think he's going to have a big role, relatively. Um, you know you're stacked at wide receiver. Jaden Ballard's your number five. I'm telling you guys, I mean, Marvin Harrison and Mecca Buca look great. And obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba looks great. So, you know, I like the backup quarterbacks too. I mean, Kyle McCord was pretty good, but I and I thought Devin Brown didn't necessarily outplay Kyle McCord, but I thought for a true freshman, he was really impressive. Devin Brown, I thought, um, I, I kind of had high expectations. That was my first time getting a really long look at him, especially in a, in a scrimmage situation. They were going live out there, especially the third team guys. They were letting the third team guys tackle. So some of the starters, they were just thudding up. That's kind of we were kind of joking. It's like, yeah, the third team guys, you you guys can go live. You you guys are allowed to tackle. <laughs> starters, you guys can't tackle. No, they weren't tackling the quarterback, but still, I mean, they were coming after Devin Brown, you know, and and he's had a you know made one great play where avoided the rush, stepped up in the pocket, and threw a laser to Emeka Guka. Um, so, um, really impressed with Devin Brown there. So let's get to some other stuff here. So, you know, so it's interesting. The offense was ranked number one in the country last year in scoring offense and total offense. They will be better this year. Okay. Here's why they're, they, they struggled in, in short yardage last year. They couldn't run the ball when they needed to. Um, so, you know, I've repeated this several times, but I love what Kevin Wilson said a few weeks ago. So you can't call us the number one offense in the country last year. Yeah, statistically we were number one, but you can't lose two games, uh, especially one to your, your to your rival, and, and call yourself the number one offense in the country. I love that. And he didn't get too much into this. Be alluded to it. You know that short yardage running game was nowhere near where it needed to be. Third and one, fourth and one felt like, oh my gosh, you know it shouldn't feel like you're you're nervous when it's you know third and one. You should feel pretty confident, you know. And um, and, and they just couldn't get it done. Goal line couldn't get it done. Um, you know, and I think they're going to that is going to be a huge improvement this year. I like I love seeing Justin Fry coach up this O-line. And I think this O-line is going to be better than last year. Um, the, the parts just fit better. I think the talent and then the fit and the coaching fits really well to me. I, I think this O-line left to right, you have Paris Johnson. Then you have Donovan Jackson, Luke Whipler, Matt Jones, Dewan Jones. We thought maybe Donovan Jackson was going to be right guard, Matt Jones left guard. No, it's. Donovan Jackson, left guard, Matt Jones, right guard. Um, I love that. Donovan Jackson is a beast out there. I mean, Paris Johnson looks great at left tackle. Luke Whipler is going to be better in his second year as a starter at center. Matt Jones finally getting, a, as a fifth-year senior, a full-time starting role. He started off and on the last couple of years. Uh, last year was, you know, and we should say he started off and on last year. But he played a lot last year. He was definitely the sixth man. 
Um, Donovan Jackson, look, it looks like a star on the rise. And my God, Dewan Jones. Another one, don't believe – listen, another one I need to give Jerry and Mike a hard time about on the roster. Dewan Jones is not 360 pounds. And I'm not making fun. I love that he's more like 380 or 390 because he moves like he's like 290. You know, and that's his basketball days. And now he's a fully-fledged football player entering his fourth year. He just looks like an absolute man-child out there. Um, you know, I mean, he just towers. This is a, a – I mean, they've got like offensive linemen like Paris Johnson, 6'7", 320. And, and Dwan Jones looks like a beast compared to him. You know, I mean, think about how he looks compared to some of the corners and stuff. So he just stands out, you know, above the rest, literatively and figuratively. Um, so that that's the one area they have to get better in. And proof's going to be in the pudding. Doesn't just mean because I'm telling you guys on the podcast it's going to be better. That doesn't mean it's going to be better. But I would bet on it. I think, and I think it's going to be markedly better. It's certainly going to be better. I mean, that's a low, low bar, low bar. I could jump over that bar. Um, they're going to be markedly better, in my opinion, um, in that area. So, so there you go. Um, you know, a lot of, lot, a lot of great stuff. Um, let's get into some more stuff here. Yeah, Ryan Day today. And again, oh, and a couple other guys. You know, I think Mitchell Melton's a guy we're not talking about enough. He looks good out there. Third-year sophomore. Um, you know, and we'll see how much they actually use that jack. That might be a little bit, um, you know, maybe we're talking about that too much. I think there, there, there will be more traditional 4-3 than maybe we thought. Um, you know, when you have guys like Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolo out and they like their D tackles, Jerron Cage, Tyleek Williams at the one tech. Teron Vincent looks good at the three tech. Ty Hamilton is going to play a bigger role than maybe some people think. Entering his junior year, he looks good. Ty Hamilton, he, he came up to interviews one time. Because remember the thing about Ty Hamilton when he came in, um, and he played as a true freshman in 2020. Obviously, Devon Hamilton's uh, younger brother. The thing with Ty Hamilton, obviously, was, well, is he undersized? Is he too undersized to be a good D tackle here? He came out for interviews. They still listen at 6'3", uh, 290. He came out for interviews, like, last week, and I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, oh, Ty Hamilton. He's bulked up. He looks good. Um, looks good. And, and he was out there a lot. with the, he was, All of his reps were at the first team. So you like these D tackles. Mike Hall looks good. Um, and you got JT Tuimolowal. You got Jack Sawyer. You got Zach Harrison, who looks good to me. He had a good scrimmage. He made a really nice play where he blew up Joe Royer and came in and um, you know, they were just thudding up, but came in and stopped Travion Henderson. That was one goal line play where they didn't get the job done, short yardage, because uh, Zach Harrison blew up the play. I will say, even though Joe, Joe Royer got blown up on that block, um, I think Joe Royer is having a good spring. Joe Royer and Cade Stover are clearly the top two tight ends. Joe Royer is getting all of his reps with the first team, all of them. Cade Stover as well. And then you got, you know, some of the younger guys out there are going to be your second team tight ends. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to play that much because the top three tight ends, because Mitch Rossi is missing spring. I think if you're the fourth tight end, you're not going to play much. But I think those top three tight ends, they'll find a way to get them on the field as they do. Buckeyes play three tight ends every year because um, they, they like to play some 12 personnel here and there. And then if you're the top backup, the number three tight end, you're going to get some action. And they all complement each other well. Mitch Rossi is more of a fullback, H-back. You know, Joe Royer's a guy. Uh, was a wide receiver, actually, at Cincinnati Elder, even though he was you know, recruited as a tight end by everybody. He's 6'5", now over 240 pounds. They list him at 245. He's about 242, he says. Uh, he's a very good pass catcher. Now he's bulked up enough where he can at least be um, maybe not against Zach Harrison, but he can be somewhat effective in the blocking game. But Joe Royer's a good pass catcher. And then you got Kate Stover in there to be that just, you know, that, that 
wrecking crew of a blocker that you need at tight end for the Buckeyes. So those are your top three tight ends uh, in whatever or, order, probably Stover, Royer, and then Rossi. Uh, Rossi's going to have a you know decent role just like he did last year, probably even a little bigger role with uh, Ruckert not here anymore. And then the two young guys who are going to be, you know, uh, filling out the two deep, you know, Sam Hart, Bennett Christian. So there's your updated tight end there. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, uh, going back to the Jack position for a moment, um, if they do go with that, which they're going to mix that in, Jim Knowles is going to use that at times, that hybrid outside linebacker defensive end. Jack Sawyer, I think, is going to be the number one Jack. Um, that makes <laughs> very fitting, right? Jack Sawyer, number one Jack. And I think Mitchell Melton will be that, you know, that number two guy there. They have other guys. I thought Caden Curry looked good. Another true freshman should still be in high school right now. Um, his family was there. And there was like over a thousand people there. And we were indoors at the WAC. I'm sure some of you, I'm sure you guys have seen the videos. It was crazy. Uh, over 600 students, bunch of media, tons of recruits. And it was so cool. Tons of former players. I mean, so many former players. It was so cool. I, ca I caught up with a few of them just seeing their faces is cool. These are guys that, you know, frankly, I admire. And then you cover them all these years if you're on the beat and you interview them and then they go off and do great things. And you almost kind of forget about them, not forget about them, but you kind of, then you see their face and it all comes rushing back. It's so cool. And there was like hundreds of former players there. Maybe I'm exhibiting probably hundred at least. I mean, I'm probably not exaggerating. At least a hundred former players were there. So thousand people packed inside the whack, including the team. Uh, so much fun. I mean, the line for the students was stretching out the door of the whack to the parking lot to get in because we had to wait till 1130 AM to get in. Um, people are waiting in the atrium to get into the indoor facility. And then that line stretched all the way out the doors, all the way down the walking path, all the way to the parking lot at the WAC. You guys know what the setup there is. It was crazy, the line of, of, of students to get in. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to uh, meet with Ryan Day uh, today at 1030 AM. We're going to have video of that. Uh, we'll have a story of that. So keep it locked to Bucknuts for that. And again, Ryan Day is just, you know, he he is so genuine. I mean, he, it's just so much it was so cool to watch him interact with the students. And then even after that, I mean, literally during like between plays during the scrimmage, just going over there like joking with the students. Again, get on Bucknuts and watch our six minute video, or get on our Twitter feed, um, watch that six minute video of uh, you know the offense versus defense and, and the team portion. You'll see you know some great stuff from the Buckeyes in the scrimmage, and then you'll see Ryan Day coming over like between plays and like just, just like chatting with the students. And we even got video of that. Um, and then afterwards, he calls over all the students and they made sure to tell them, you know, don't leave because he wanted to talk to just them and thank them. And we have video of that as well. And, uh, you know, he's just he's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a man. And I know they're happy in Columbus. And I don't think he, if you're worried about he's going anywhere, he's not going anywhere. Maybe one day he'll go to the NFL. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. They're very happy. And uh, Buckeye fans are you know, very fortunate to uh, have him. I'm very fortunate to have all of you um, being loyal listeners and loyal loyal viewers to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I got to get rolling so I'm not late to the press conference. I got to get the podcast up on the uh, the podcast version, the audio only version. Appreciate you guys tuning in to the live broadcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in to the podcast version. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five star review. All that stuff, all that stuff really helps. Again, thank you so much. Really appreciate you guys joining me this morning. Keep it locked to Bucknuts. For more coverage, I hope everyone has a great day.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 